What's up, world? Welcome back to Authentically Us, the podcast where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do in every space that you occupy. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Conroy Smith. And we got Tony, my main man with me. Tony, say what's up to the people, man. Yo, what's going on? Excited for another one. Guys, we got another podcast. But before we jump into this podcast, do us a favor. Give us a rating. Why should they give us a rating, Tony? The ratings help people find good podcasts. And we're a good podcast. So we need you to rate a good podcast, a.k.a. our podcast. And when you rate us, people find us. So give us a rating. Share us. Um, support us. Also, shout out to MSW Media for having us on their platform. Hey, guys, before we jump in as well, one last thing. We are doing a book club um, this month. So we are reading Tanasi Coates, Between the World and Me. So you guys can jump in. We'll be, we'll be doing an episode just on the book. So join the conversation. Hop in our book club. Let's get into our episode today. Let's go. Tony, what are we talking about today? The black card. Ooh. Yes. This is, is a heated topic. Yes. Heated <laughs> in, honestly, all, you know, a source of trauma uh, mm. for many black folk. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Conroy, when, when do you feel like you first earned your black card oh when i first earned my black card man that's a that's a great question i don't know if there was a moment where i'm like oh i earned my black card because um i'm dark skinned so it was like there was no there was no way around it right i think uh and i and i'm an athlete so i kind of fit the the stereotype you know a black person who's good at who's good at sports especially in our hometown um, I think I, I got a lot of like being like an Oreo, like black on the outside and white on the inside. Cause I was educated, but I don't necessarily know if there was a time where I'm like, I earned my black card, but I can think of specific moments when my family members essentially took away my black card. Mm. Um, All right. yeah. Like specifically, I remember I used to play soccer, like in elementary school. Maybe, I don't know. I just remember we had red jerseys. Yeah, it was elementary school. Um, and my cousin was like, black people don't play soccer? What are you doing playing soccer? And then I was like, oh, okay. I guess I shouldn't play soccer anymore. So then I like ended up stopped playing soccer. But like, there's a whole country, <laughs> a, whole, a whole continent of soccer players in Africa that are like really good. And it's like, I don't know. It was just a weird, a weird thing. Um, yeah, I remember that vividly. Like black people don't play soccer. I know exactly where I was, what I was wearing, and like how confused I was about like black people not playing soccer. Um, what about you? When do you feel like you've earned your black card? Oh man, I I honestly feel like my whole life I've been fighting to keep my black card. Wow. Um, not not now necessarily because. I've kind of done away with <laughs> the the black card um but I I remember sitting down with my pops and him like telling me what a man was and how to you know beat someone up and like stand your ground and for y'all that know me 
I'm not a fighter. Never <laughs> have been, never will be. But I I tried. Um I tried out of a desire to earn my black card. Um but like you, you know, I've I've always felt like people were trying to take my black card from me, from my dad saying like, Oh, you talk too white, you would you what you doing playing board games with with people like stop like you are black remember um and like all these things and you know i would have white friends say to me my calves are bigger than yours and i'm white and like things like that and so you know i i often even now like when i'm in a group of black people that i don't know well i i feel like this imposter syndrome because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm enough for that group. Um, and so I feel like that's something I'm always, like, trying to wrestle with and be confident in. But I remember listening to a Maverick City song, um, Brown Skin, it was called. Um, and they have a line saying, you're black because you have African written in your DNA. And like up since hearing that I've stood on that truth of like what makes someone worthy of their black card is not what they do or don't do. It's do they have African in their DNA? And if so, they're enough to be black. Um, you know, like I I I just don't know why we have these arbitrary relative standards for what blackness is especially in our own community like life is hard enough for black people to get by why are we being traumatized with these microaggressions from our own community just let us be black and proud whatever that looks like Mm. Yeah. First of all, shout out to Alton Eugene for writing that song, Brown Skin. Um, and you know what? You you said something that I think is so important about being black and whatever that looks like. Because I think about, you know, I guess the typical thing people think about black people are like loud or like thugs or athletes and all this stuff. And that literally puts us in boxes. And I think we as a culture are so much more we we can be millionaires we can also be the best at chess we can also be neuroscientists we can also be astronauts it's like i know so many different versions of black people that i think has definitely changed my viewpoint on the black card um but it's also like <laughs> it's like black people play too much and that's the problem like we we be playing too much where it's like <laughs> We're trying to take somebody's black card. Oh, have you seen Have you seen Friday? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, you ain't black. It is just like we just play too much. Right, right. And ha- do you know how to play spades? No, I don't know how to play spades. Oh, nope. then you, your black card is revoked. Yeah. And it's just like I think some of it is harmless. I think some of it can be detrimental, especially for you know people like I'm assuming like you because you're mixed, right? And having that feeling of not being able to fit in with your black friends or your white friends. Um, but I think it is, it's it it can be traumatic. But I also think it is like a part of our culture that where we just we play too much. First of all, and we like to have fun. We like to 
have joy. And it's like, if you haven't seen Sister Act, oh, well, you need to watch it. It's like just getting us, like, putting us on. But I think what how we can change that is instead of, like, little things like, do you know how to play spades or not? Do you know how to play dominoes or not? It's like, your black card should be revoked if you don't know what Juneteenth is at this point. Like, let's start... Let's start making it educational. Like, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's talk about some of these things that all black people should know because this is our history and this is right. why we we are starting from behind. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's something we can we can kind of help. I think that's a narrative that we can change. Right. And, like, I, I don't even think it should be, like, oh, you haven't heard Juneteenth. Let's revoke your black card. But, like... Oh, how, how haven't you heard this? Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes, what what how you're right. Black people play way too much. <laughs> um, like words also have power, and so those little jokes, when heard enough, start to become um beliefs that we have in our psyche of like, oh wow, like. I don't fit this box. So maybe I'm not black. Maybe I'm a sellout. Maybe I'm betray- uh, betraying my kind. Like all of these things. And it's not helpful. And so we can, pl- we can play around all we want about thousands of other things. But let's pay attention to the words we're using towards each other. And even if it's jokes, we're just got power, man. Like, yeah, you have one person that you looked up to joking about how how you're not black enough. That could stick with you for decades. Like, yeah. even my pops, like every time he would, you know, say, oh, you're too white. Like, he would always be joking and poking fun. But, like, those comments, when heard enough, cause an identity crisis. And, like, well, I want to be black, so now I had to fit this mold, and I'm not being authentic. You know, like, yeah. I think of I think of junior high, and you can totally put me on blast, Conroy. But, like, Tyler and I always joke. Tyler didn't like me because I dressed like a thug. I had my my pants were sagging, like I was trying to act straight gangster. I wasn't. I was looking crazy, but I was so desperate to fit this mold of blackness that I I would do anything regardless of if it felt authentic to me or not. Yeah. You're right. Those words words do have power. And you know what? You said something earlier about you know, how we, we say certain black people are sellouts. And the hard part about that is you're right. Black people can be whatever they want. I think, like you said, if you have African in your DNA, you have African written, like another uh, another hard thing to think about is that like if the police pull us over, like, and you're mixed, you're black, <laughs> right? Yes. It's like, yes. it's like it, it, and that's the that's kind of the hard harsh reality of of the United States. But then I think about like, I guess I have a hard time with it because I think about people like Candace Owens, right? And you get somebody who is almost like 
anti-black. But even in her right, she is still a black woman. So when people see her, she's a black woman who just has kind of like far left viewpoints that not necessarily every black person thinks of. Right. But in her right, she's still black, you know, and it's not like we're taking away her black car because you can't. (laughs) No, no. And she's just not speaking for the culture. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And you also said something about like, you know, dressing a certain way. And I think what I love about being black, right, is that we are trendsetters. Like we make everything look cool. And (laughs) like if I see if I see a black person who is like super into Pokemon, it just looks cool. It just looks cooler. I don't know why, but I just think it looks cooler. And I think about how I remember I, there's a photo of me. I'm wearing these super huge. I think they're. I had a, like a black shorts and I have a red long tees. Remember you got remember that song back in the day? Like, yep, in my white tee, right? <laughs> yeah, Everybody was we- wearing these long tees, yes. and I had this like split black and white do rag, but it was yep. just like, and I had a headband on, like uh, Nelly and them, and it yes. was just like. It wasn't necessarily that I was like we were trying to be gangster because you're not going to be gangster in Chambersburg, right? Nope. <laughs> but it was like that's just the culture, and I liked it because it looked cool. Like they made it look cool. It was like I was trying to be anything else. I'm like, this is cool right now, and I like it, you know. And I just think we have a way. I think black people are so powerful. I think we are beautiful, no matter what shade. Um, and I love that we're in this this era of uh, acknowledging that, acknowledging our right. our greatness, our beautiful. Like women are now wearing their natural hair, or doing just different hairstyles, protective hairstyles. You know, it's okay to wear your tribal colors and make it trendy. You know, so I, essentially, I just love where we're going. I think they're about the whole black card revoked thing. We just play too much. <laughs> right and we just but you we just need to be conscious of our words because words do have power yep um speaking of black people and making things look cool shout out to dr purvis <laughs> bro flyest man i've ever met let let them uh, know who dr purvis was bro dr purvis was our high school principal but kid you not, no matter what the weather, this man had a full-on suit, blue, purple, yellow, like whatever color, head to toe. He was fly. Like, yeah. like think Steve fly. Harvey, but like high school principal. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I had to give him a shout out. Yeah. You know what? He went to my church growing up, and yeah. You know what's funny is he he didn't dress like that at church, but that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but what? yeah, he just dressed normal at church. <laughs> uh, but I, I yeah, I just think we we make things look cool, we make things yep. trendy, and I think you said something that we can. I think the fact that black people are in every single part of life, we're in rock music, we're in country music, we're in Pokemon cards, we're in tech. I just think it's a really cool. A cool thing because that wasn't always the case you know right we, we did a recent episode on juneteenth and july 4th and how once juneteenth happened we weren't completely free we were still segregated 
and you're all right. We were playing from behind. So the fact that now we are in every area, most areas, I think I think that's progress and that's really cool. And like let let that black person, let that black nerd be a black nerd. Let that black right. athlete be a black black athlete. Like absolutely. Like I think the best version is for us to just to be authentically who we are in our skin. Yes. And let that be enough. Let that be like, enough. You don't need to take that away. No. And, and, and if you're listening, you've always struggled with it. not just am I black enough, but am I whatever enough uh, in regards to race? Like, you are. Like, if you have it written in your DNA, that's your card. And ain't no one changing your DNA, so... You stuck with it, good, bad, right, or wrong. That's who you are. Yeah. Um, and let's celebrate that and take your culture into every area that you occupy and be authentically you. And learn about it. I right. think learning yes. about, about culture, I think, is a is a huge thing because we, we didn't. Well, I didn't. I didn't learn about my culture. I'm still learning, right? I took a 23andMe a couple years ago just to see, like, where I'm really from and there's still a whole Africa side I want to learn about. I want to I want to go to where you know my ancestors are from and I think it's just I think that would be a cool thing. I think that would be another thing to add to this quote unquote black card is like learning about your heritage, maybe even going to see if you have the means to go and see like where your ancestors are from. Being in the motherland, I had a chance to go to Kenya, and there was nothing like it. Like, there's nothing like being around people who look like you. I remember we went to the market, right? I went on this missions trip. This is a quick story. I went on this missions trip, and I was with a bunch of white people, and I love white people. We love white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. But at the market, they all they go up to white people because they're like, oh, you, you, uh, you have money. Because you're white and American. You have money. You have money. You have money. They didn't come to me because I looked like them until I talked. And they're like, oh, now I know you have money because you sound American. <laughs> but it was just cool to be like, I'm one of y'all for two minutes until I say something. So it, is, it was cool to feel that belonging because, like, there's places here that that you don't. I'm, like, we also right. had um, Richard Bailey on our podcast. Shout out to the mayor of Coronado. He's great. I went to Coronado on the 4th of July, Tony. I kid you not. I don't think I saw one black person. Well, actually, I did. I saw a couple families. But right. it's it's just it's just a very white area, mostly because of how much it costs. And that's just yeah. that's just facts, right? And it's not like I feel like I belong there as much as I felt mm-hmm. like I belonged in the market in Kenya. And that's just right. how it is, you know? Yeah. I mean... You always say to me, anytime I see black people, I get happy. I mean, you do. you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's also. staying on the swivel of like, who else is in here? Yes. Yes. And you know what's also crazy is I feel like we have this innate, maybe just, maybe it might just be Americans. We have this innate. Um, at least I do. I sh- let me let me regain. We can't. I have this innate, uh, not pressure, but thing. Like anytime I go to a new place, like recently I've been going to some acting classes, guys. So this is really cool. Um, but I'm I'm like one of two black people so far. 
the classes I've been to. And it's almost like you just start to conform. And it's like, why do I have that natural tendency to, to conform to the area I'm in, whether that's let me tone down my blackness or let me not be too flashy or whatever. And it's like, I want to get to a place where I don't care. And right. I just think, especially where we came from, we do it so much that it's a superpower and a curse at all the same, yep. all the same, yep. same stint. So, yeah, let's, well, and, and again, that, that is the journey of what it means to be authentically us. Like we're not experts at being authentic. And so this is why we have this podcast. We are on this journey and we want y'all to come with us as we figure this stuff out. Yep. And honestly, each, each and every episode, I get a chance to learn. Like that question we ask each guest, what does it mean to be authentically who you are? And when they tell us their answer, I'm like, wow, okay. That's another piece of information I can take to get right. one step closer to authentically me. Yeah. So. So. So I, I'm just curious. We've been doing this now for a year. What does it mean for Conroy to be authentically Conroy? I think it is a never-ending journey. The more and more we have these episodes, the more and more I think about what I do. Um, I think what it means to be authentically who I am is when I go to spaces that I'm uncomfortable with is being me and not seeing like, oh, crap, what is everybody else doing? What is everybody else wearing? How does everybody else talk? And then also places that I'm already been in for years, like just bringing my full self. So I think this journey of being authentically who I am is a is a journey of figuring out like the true Conroy, like not mm. the one who puts on a show because that's what I do maybe at work. Um, but like, who am I in my natural state? I like Jordans, you know, I, I like jewelry. I like music. I like these things and like bringing that all in, you know, uh, one thing we talked about in acting class was like, I asked him a question, like, what are you looking for? Like as a director, when you're looking at auditions, he's like, I'm just looking for the truth. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and I think about my life. I'm just looking for the truth. Every, mm. every, every area, everything, thing i step into i'm looking for the truth and conroy's truth mm. that's real good man real good. what about you tony what does it mean cool. you know we've been doing this for a year what does it mean for you to be authentically you yeah man i i think what it means to be authentically me is to take all the aspects that i was ashamed of at one point in my life my disability my biracialness um in my father wounds even and carry those into spaces and not care about how i'm talking or you know do people think i'm too black or too white like it and like you said just fully being me not caring at all what people think and just have fun um that's what it means for me. Well, you guys heard it here first. Thank you guys for coming on this journey. Continue to come on this journey with us. Another great episode of Real Talks. I really like these, Tony. Oh, yeah. They're fire. 
I really like those. And I, and if you guys like these two, please let us know. Uh, maybe any topics you want us to talk about, go into our link tree. Um, you can support us there. We have merch. You can also financially support us so we can keep doing these things. Uh, and we have some things coming. But until next time, y'all, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace. Pe- peace out.